Once again, it's time for And Now the Good News, a weekly exploration of the good news happening in the world. Hi, I'm your host, Reverend Robert Brzezinski, and each week I explore and share the stories of hope and love and inspiration that have caught my eye in the past week. We'll explore exactly how we can create a world that works better for everyone. So get ready, it's time. And now, the good news. And hello again, dear ones. Reverend Robert with you. Another episode of And Now the Good News. This week, episode number 57. And this is an opportunity for us to take a look at the good news stories that have come across my desk in the last week. And I believe you'll find inspiring, uplifting, and a great reminder that we really are creating a world that works for everyone. First up this week, you may be very happy to know that Batman is on the job and doing well. In Santiago, Chile, uh, a man who prefers not to be identified spends his days cooking around a hundred different meals for the homeless and then in the evening he dresses up as Batman and delivers those dinners to homeless people throughout the city. Again, this is happening in Santiago, Chile. Uh, He said that uh, he just wanted to do some good, bring cheer and unity to the community, and he's doing that dressed as Batman, beating homeless people. Congratulations. Good work there. Now, listeners to the show know that I get most of my stories over at thegoodnewsnetwork.org, and this next story came there from there. It caught my eye. Uh, you may have somewhere along the line heard of the elephant shrew. It's a very tiny, small Uh, mouse-like creature, has a long tail and a long nose, and uh, it's long been uh, on the lists. Nobody's really known if it still exists. It hasn't been sighted for over 50 years, and in a new expedition that started in 2019, uh, some folks went looking, and the researchers, they're from Duke University in uh, North Carolina, they they put out a trap. Uh, they put out about a thousand traps, actually, with uh, what they used was really interesting. They used coconut and peanut butter as their bait for these traps, and they managed to trap twelve different elephant shrews. So they now know, for the first time in fifty years, we now know that the these creatures are alive and they're doing well, and they have fairly large colonies. And uh, this is all happening in a very, very remote area of Somalia. So it's not like people go there. And it took quite, so they've had a stable environment in which to breed and grow, and they're doing fine. The elephant shrew is been rediscovered 50 years since we've seen one and can document we've seen one and and they're still here and they're still doing great even without us all right on to our next story here today this is another one that i like to follow all kinds of stories about how we are getting rid of the ocean plastic and what's what we're doing to reverse the damage and uh, avoid creating any more damage to the oceans one of the largest polluters of the oceans are flip-flops. 
Now, I personally have never been one for flip-flops. However, if you are, I'm sure you recognize that uh, they're super popular, but they don't exactly break down. They stick around forever, and they're creating a part of the problem in the oceans. Well, a group of people have come together, some California researchers uh, from UC San Diego created a flip-flop. They partnered with a company called Algenesis Materials that is using ocean algae to create biomass plastic. The biomass content is uh, currently around 52% of the flip-flop is biomass. They are working to make it 100% biomass. Uh, and people, you know, people are coming up with all kinds of wonderful and innovative ideas. And these flip-flops would degrade in about 16 weeks. There we go. What a great idea. A flip-flop that when you lose it in the water, eventually decomposes and goes back into the water. And it was made out of algae that came out of the water to begin with. I love it. It's a universal cycle. Congratulations, guys. Good work out there at UC San Diego uh, for getting this working. And, you know, really some great news that I saw that came across my desk this week. There is hope in our current COVID-19 experience. People are having lasting immunity uh, and there is several research uh, documents out here now, several different, uh, some peer-reviewed, some not, but there's a lot of people in the immunology world that have been working on this for several months now and they're recognizing that yes, T-cell antibodies are being uh, T-cells have a memory, and the cellular memory of T-cells means that if you've had a, even a mild case of COVID-19, that our, uh, our immune system will combat and aggressively fight any future uh, exposure or attempted infection to COVID-19. This is really, really promising. There's a bunch of science here. Uh, I want to make sure that you get a link so you can check this out and do your own research on all of this. Don't just take my word for it. Uh, but there are, they have links to several studies published in Nature and Science and that are finding we may even, again, even maybe small or mild cases are creating uh are creating uh, immunity uh, and lasting immunity. So I'll leave, make sure to leave the link in the show notes for you so you can go check that out. And again, follow those stories and look at those, uh, those papers and the research that's been done there. Now, also during this pandemic, we see some uh, an uptick through some research as well. LendingTree did a uh, survey recently where they found that more Americans are more generous to charities than, uh, than they have been in the past. Charitable contributions are up in all sorts of ways. Uh, and uh, it, it's really great to see that people, and this is everything, this is people helping themselves, people help, I mean, help, helping each other, their own family and friends, uh, people that are donating to their churches and other nonprofits, uh, organizations and companies that are donating. There are all kinds of 
ways that people are giving and contributing and supporting each other, we really are coming together more and more as one human family and beginning to recognize that truth, that we're all here as one human family and there are no limits to the amount of good we may receive. So when I give money or give of my time and talent to others, then I'm rewarded and it doesn't mean there's less for other people. Uh, and it doesn't mean that I'll get less by giving away what I do have. Americans are becoming more generous. Sounds like a great byproduct of this uh, pandemic. A little bit of collateral good showing up. And you know, I'll tell you, collateral good shows up all over the place. This isn't the first time I've told this next story over the last five months, but it is with totally different players and in a totally different place. Lisa Mala has been at the Empire Diner in New Jersey for the last four years as a food service worker. She really just got hit hard with this COVID and the shutdown. Uh, her work was uh, shut down from March through June, and when she came back to work, her car broke down. Having a tough time, single mom, using Uber to get back and forth to work. I'm sure that wasn't cheap, but I'm sure that took a chunk of her daily income. And then two of her long-term customers who want to remain nameless showed up and gave her a car. We've heard this story before in the last five months. We featured this story on a, a couple of episodes of it now, The Good News. And here it is again. Different people, different place, same outcome someone in need being served, supported, and helped by someone that has the means and the ability to do exactly what was necessary. This couple bought her car, showed up with a Nissan Altima, and there you go. Here's your tip. What a great work, huh? What great people. Congratulations. These two, there's a picture of the folks, so if you happen to live uh, anywhere near the Empire Diner in New Jersey, you might know the the folks in the picture, but again, they wanted to remain nameless. I'll leave the link so you can follow that story as well. And here's another interesting story of what we're learning about ourselves during this lockdown period, during the last several months of, of, our, of this pandemic experience. This article, the headline is, Most Americans with Cats Say They Couldn't Have Gotten Through the Lockdown Without Their Feline Friend. Now, many of these people, 57% uh, to be precise, say that they also have a dog. So 2,000 cat owners were polled. 57% also had a dog. And they, uh, the questions obviously are focused on the canine side, uh, but there's lots of statistics here. Overall, people with felines felt that uh, they helped them feel less lonely 57% of the people of the respondents said their cats helped them feel less lonely. 49% said they helped them to feel less anxious. 47% uh, said playing with their pets encouraged them to move around their space. 41% said it gave them someone to talk to. 39% said it helped them stay on schedule th throughout the day. And 35% say that it brought a feeling of positivity into their day. Uh, and there's another part 66 of the people 66 percent of the people polled plan to improve how they care for their pets since the pandemic hit we really are one family human and pet alike 
and our pets are incredibly vital aspects to our lives and from the looks of this list very very important for our mental and emotional health as well so thank you to royal feline uh i'm sorry who was it that did this uh it was royal canine uh that uh sanctioned the poll that paid for the the survey thank you to royal canine for letting us know this and finding this information for us and you know it doesn't even have to be uh, real pets. A robot pet can do much the same. Lifelike robot pets are bringing joy and serenity to seniors combating stress and loneliness. Lifelike companion animals are being offered uh, to uh, shut-ins to people in uh, nursing homes. Uh, the the benefits of having a pet are, are known, and, and there's many, and many people can't have a pet due to their living circumstances and their situation. If you're in assisted living of any sort, there's just very few facilities that will allow for that. It, it's, it really makes everything just a whole lot different. Well, uh, a company called Joy for All Companion Pets, now they're the, not, not the only one, but they're the leader of the pack. Uh, they have a line of adoptable robotic pets that you can adopt and bring home there's a video here lets you see it very very lifelike and it provides all the same benefits that a real pet would provide uh, you just don't have to clean up after it i trust you do probably have to plug it in all right final story of the day this is one of those oh my god what in the world there's a video here of a female police officer, Officer Erica Urea. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, she saw what's happening and had to make a real quick decision, ran out of her car. It's all caught on body camera. Uh, but what happened was a man in a wheelchair was crossing the railroad tracks. He'd gotten stuck. A train was, the, the crossing arms were coming down and a train was coming. You can hear the whistle in the background. And she runs out of her car, attempts to dislodge the, the wheelchair. It's not working. In the last seconds, she pulls the man out of the wheelchair just as he is about to be killed by a train. It all happens, the, the video is 45 seconds long took me longer to tell you the story than it will to go watch it. She saves his life in split seconds by pulling him out of his chair and onto the street. Um, and she herself is thrown backwards by the force of, of the wind of the train going by and the train's just barreling. I encourage you to watch the video because it reminds us that no matter what's going on, we're here to serve. And whether we're a police officer or whether we're not, no matter what our position, no matter what we're doing, we're here to serve our fellow man and woman, our fellow humans in whatever way it's called. So uh, I want to just, I got to give a big, huge shout out to Officer Erica. Uh, congratulations, kudos for being willing to say, I shall do what is mine to do and I shall do what I am called. And in that moment, she was called to save a life. Great story. Just another great story. Hey, we want to thank you for being with us today. That's about all I have for this week. 
Remember, we premiere a new episode of And Now the Good News every Saturday as part of the New Thought Media Network. And we want to say a big, huge thanks to the New Thought Media Network for making this happen. You know, they are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gifts, tithes, donations, and offerings go a long, long way to keeping this programming on the air. So thank you for your contribution to the New Thought Media Network. All right. Again, I'm Reverend Robert Brzezinski. I'm out of here. Until next week, peace and blessings. Go forth and be love. You've been listening to And Now the Good News, a part of the New Thought Media Network, available exclusively at New Thought Radio. Join us, patreon.com forward slash New Thought Radio. Positively inspiring.